two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. I don't know. That's my hot take. <laughs> Sweet potatoes or get the fuck out. <laughs> this is going to be so great. This is going to be great. I love it. Um, and yeah, and while we're at it, uh, I'm Josh and I'm a wizard. Yeah, you are. And I'm Mark and I'm a wizard. This is two wizards. We're two wizards. I'm a wizard. Josh is a wizard. This is yeah. two wizards podcast. And Josh, I got a but before we start, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta ask you, buddy. Um, okay. I'm a wizard. You're a wizard. Yeah. We got our cauldrons. We got our brews. We got a bubbling. Mm-hmm. What's in your uh, wizard's chalice tonight? Uh, well, in my goblet, I have with me a vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewing Company. Excellent. Which is which is honestly one of my favorites. Like I think just all time. Um, yeah. This this particular vanilla porter. So it's Very that good. one that Very is good. your jam. That's the one mm-hmm. you're endorsing. Well, they also have it's. It's also kind of a. It's a, it's a it's a close call for me because not only do they have this vanilla porter that's really good, but they also have a really good oatmeal stout, and like that's okay. just my like, man. Like if I could, no, that's your jam. That's what you're about. Like if I could change my blood type to oatmeal stout, I think that would be. That's what I want. You can if you believe in yourself, but you can only mm. do it once. Yeah. True. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> what about you, good sir? What's in what's in your goblet? Uh, in my goblet tonight is a uh, goodnight by Oscar mm. Blues, Imperial Red Indian Pale Ale. Because how many adjectives do we need? Well, it's not enough, but it's good. Have I told you this is this is my kind of little game that I like to play when I go to a restaurant or something? I'll um I'll like look at the menu and see what options they have. And the more syllables in any one item, that just shows like kind of how pretentious they are. <laughs> so it's like, so like, I love, <laughs> I love our little micro brew bar pub eatery place there, there in Alamosa, even though they've like taken a serious nose dive recently. But I yeah, swear to God, yeah. they have, they have on their menu a... Uh, let's see if I can even remember this all. It's like a bacon smoked cheddar black bean. <laughs> like it's and, and I swear it's like ten syllables. And it's like, look, just call it a bacon cheeseburger. Quit like spritzing it up with all with all this stuff. Like nobody no, cares. We, it needs to be smoked. Why don't you know that it's smoked? It's a thing. Yeah, the cheddar. It needs to be known that it's not cheese. That it's cheddar <laughs> and it's smoked cheddar. But also, it, they give you the option to switch out cheeses, so it it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, it defeats the whole. It defeats the whole. So so that's a little <laughs> fun fun little pastime that I like to play. Where it's where okay. if it's something like, um, like trout and eggs, then you know it's oh. going to be good. Yeah. Oh. Three three syllables, and I'm already like salivating. Okay. <laughs> so you're not saying like trout and eggs. You're saying like. Biscuits and gravy, which is five, but still like close yeah. enough. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a simple, it's unpretentious. Just give me an approximation of what I'm about to eat, 
and then yeah that's all i need and Tell then like in the little description yeah good. yeah and then afterwards after like the official name of the thing like then in your little like half paragraph you can tell me that it's you know <laughs> cruelty free cheese or whatever time so and a place like how long till we get the flip of instead of cruelty free like only cruelty cheese <laughs> Ma- like maximum cruelty like we're bagging those cows utter bags <laughs> maximum cruelty i am this telling is, uh... those pigs their disappointment right before they get murdered for bacon like, oh, your mother will never love you. And these pigs are like, what? Oh, <laughs> electroshock. I'm dead. Yeah, this, yeah, well, and and the milk is, uh, the the curds are formed in the palms of orphans. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> their tears are the salt, you know, they kind of do the whole. <laughs> so we're making a nice, like, mozzarella out of yeah. orphan tears. Nice yeah, mozzarella. Yeah. Oh god! And, but like, if, but then if that takes off, you and I have released like this oh horrible god. evil yeah. to the universe. Yeah, and it's like, Disavow. yeah, no, cr- pro cruelty food. <laughs> yeah, maximum. Yeah, I, I I made fun of this turkey's sexuality before I ate it. <laughs> <laughs> USDA grade A cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I triggered the shit out of this cow. <laughs> uh, before before I harvested this Napa cabbage, I screamed at it. I screamed at it for <laughs> over because over and over it again. would alter the flavor of the leaves. Yeah, yeah. There's just that much more succulence to them. <laughs> I mean, I love it. So, Josh, I I gotta be straight, man. I feel like it. I I kind of feel like a jerk. Yeah, what's that? These last couple shows mm-hmm. have sort of been like the Mark Hour, where I just kind of go off on dumb magic stuff, and you go off on dumb Greek stuff, and that's fine mm-hmm. too. Yeah. But I kind of want to know, and I think the listeners ought to know more mm-hmm. about you. So I want to say, um, if we could just do it, you know, um, so like, why the Greeks, man? Like, what's up with that? Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. Well, well, well. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly kind of flattered because I, I, I feel like we have done like a pretty good job of, sort of like, drawing upon our respective areas of expertise and like and just kind of seeing, yeah. seeing what comes out. But, but thank you for the invitation to kind of, I don't know, lay out, lay out my journey a little bit more. Um, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess why the Greeks? Um, it, it, it honestly started off at like I'm sure a lot of other people. I, I don't claim that this is a unique situation um i just i just started reading greek myths when i was a little kid um okay. even specifically because i was i at our at our public library i swear i would I, I would check i would check out this specific book like at least a couple times a year um but it's the uh Delary's book of greek myths that have these like gorgeous illustrations of some of the myths and like not in all of their details because again it's like for kids right mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I would check out this book like a couple times a year. And I like when I was in third grade, when I was in third grade, I had, I had that book committed to memory. I had all these myths committed to memory. I could like do the family tree of like, of, of the Titans and the, and the Olympians and, and all the heroes. I, I could do that. I could do that at the yeah, precious right age on. of like eight or whatever. And then, uh, 
when I got in the fourth grade and, and like this will this will this will fix fix my age for the savvy listener who wants to do a little math. When I got in fourth grade, we're um, old. That's there what was it is. a yeah. That's it, it the is. number. We're old. We're old. When I was in fourth grade, um, there's a little full length animated feature that just happened to come out, uh, produced by Disney, called Hercules. And so here I was. It's like I. This is a this is a this is a movie for me. This is about Greek myths. This is awesome. And so opening night, opening night, I get <laughs> and my then ticket. It was so I get bad. my popcorn, and it was so bad. I was, I oh, think I was like rage crying. Buddy. I think I was rage crying on the way home. It's like, how could they do this to me? How could they like, do this? How could they screw this up? Oh man, not like to like hashtag guess all Greeks to you, but no, I was in the same boat, man. Yeah. I won't say that completely ruined it for me, but I was in a, I was in a funk. I was in a funk for a lot. Of, and so unfortunately, like all of this, like knowledge that, and, and all these stories that I had built up, like they slowly, but surely kind of to start of fade into the mist because I was, because I was so like bummed out that <laughs> Disney's Hercules, like did unspeakable it things. It was a weird letdown. It was so, it was so bad. Well, like, and there's a, if, if you knew it, if you knew the source, yeah. Then it was it was bad. I Well, and not just that. Like like that alone is unforgivable. But then all of my classmates, all of my other fourth grade students, uh or yeah, 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 my all of my fourth grade classmates, yeah, and, and they were like, Wow, Greek myths are so cool. Did you know Hercules and Pegasus? And I'm like, No, that wasn't him. That was Bellerophon. Bellerophon use the Pegasus to fight the the chimera and it was just and, and so like not only did it just like spit in my face but then it also elevated everybody else there's like well yeah Greek myths are cool it's like you don't know any of them you don't and so like that I guess just kind of burned in me for for uh for, for a while um and then there's like maybe a little bit of a pause maybe a bit of like a like a dark ages I guess if, if you will uh between like yeah like late grade school middle school mm-hmm and then, uh, yeah, like once once I got into high school and taking English classes, um, uh, this was what was it? I think I was taking a world literature class, and we didn't read all of the Iliad and the Odyssey. We just read like a couple of the books, like a couple of sections from it. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, this is a cool thing. I I remember this stuff. This is awesome. And then uh, a couple of years later, taking a AP literature class, and that was that was the first time that I actually read. Um, uh, Greek Greek tragedy. We read uh, the Oedipus Tyrannus, and then I and then we also read the Antigone. We read those two together, and so and so like by that point it was like okay yeah like I I kind of remember these names. I kind of remember these places, and um, I guess I guess that's kind of it. And yeah, it it's as we've kind of established. Like I am I am not ethnically Greek. That's not my whatever like. But no well, one and, can be well, like well, well, ethnically ancient Greek. It's not a thing. Like, true, which is true. That would be like me saying like, "Oh yeah, dude, I'm a first uh, kingdom Chinese." It's it's right. that's not a thing. That's well spread and, out. It's yeah. And but the thing, but but why I do bring that up is that there is unfortunately quite a bit of history of um, kind of northern European types saying like, "Ho ho, those poor Greeks, not able to like." properly care for their culture and their monuments and their temples. We'll just like steal a bunch of this stuff and take it back to the museum in London. So like that, that part's pretty shitty. 
And like I want to fucking poor any people like yeah no this is true this is true too Egyptians Greeks yeah, yeah. insert island race here mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and so uh, and so yeah but but then also like I don't necessarily like it's not like I'm necessarily doing the whole like these are universal themes or these stories speak to everybody because I know that that's not quite exactly it. But yeah. then in the same breath, like there are, there's a ton of wealth. There's a wealth of information that has. There's so much. There's so much and it's so valuable. One of the things that, that pissed me off when it happened and it still pisses me off to this day is when I decided, when I decided after getting my undergrad in theater and after teaching high school English and theater for a while, I wanted to go to grad school and I wanted to get my master's and then hopefully a PhD and, and focus specifically on Greek theater because it because it has that personal impact for me. I think there's a lot in there. I think it has a lot to offer. <clears throat> and so like making the rounds with some friends and having some like farewell parties before I get started. And one of them asks me, and I, I mean, I guess to maybe give her a little slack, she was, she was a couple beers in, but she was asking me like, really, Josh, you're going to go to grad school and like study those old dead white guys. That's, that's what you're going to do. And Which even then, also fuck you, like old exactly. and white guys. It's like, oh. exactly. And I know that I have a sympathetic listener in you, Mark, because we have talked about this before. And it's like, yes. how how bad, how bad of like a perception? And maybe it is because maybe that also goes back to goddamn Disney Hercules, and like maybe maybe there's a whole other part of like misinformation or misunderstanding that like kind of traces yeah. back to there. Because it's like just to like paint to like paint. All of this, we're just like, oh, that's just old dead white guys. It's like, one, you're super bitter. Two, you have no idea what you're talking about. And three, would you like to learn more? <laughs> would you like to know more? Would you like to know more? Maybe that's it. Maybe instead of this like kind of squishy, soft, academic vibe that I'm going for, maybe I need to go for like Star Starship Troopers. Which is the best vibe to go for. Which is the I best think. vibe to go for. I love it. Not only to what this friend, uh, inebriated friend was telling me, but even kind of broader in the culture. There's there's still a lot of, and I'm also not saying that I have all the answers. There's clearly a right. lot that I'm still learning and discovering. But then there's also some things that like, okay, yeah, just just at face value, I can tell you're way off base there. That's, that's not right. <laughs> like, yeah. Let me, I guess, kind of like sum it up this way, because I think it's pretty good. I'm actually trying to get a paper published on this. Okay. Is there's this idea about, so there's us here in the 21st century, and then there's the Greeks in the 5th century BCE, right? And like, clearly, those are two different cultures. You could argue yeah. that there's some, some, some similarities, maybe more similarities than other, but cl- clearly those are two different things. And there's another classics scholar guy who is saying that, you know, as we try to retell the Greek stories and do things like that, clearly we're going to get some things wrong, right? We, we can't find a perfect analogy. We can't find a perfect metaphor. We can't translate everything perfectly. But you know what? Even the attempts that are still kind of wrong, that are still mistakes they can still be productive as long as they allow us to kind of get some sort of better understanding. And so one of the, one of the examples that he brought up 
was in the Lysistrata, right? Lysistrata is probably the Greek comedy that gets the most restagings, just just because it has a plot that we can like Melissa Milano. No, no, opposite of that. I got a I got a lot of problems with Melissa Milano. Lol, Jk, Jk, Jk. Because it's a sex strike, and sex is funny, and it's fun to talk about sex, and that's why people like it. Okay, fair enough. And there's this weird kind of like anti-war. Josh's anger. I, I I'm anger. I'm anger. This is my this is my Josh being angry right now. And yes, it is also an anti-war play, but it's not a blanket anti-every single war play. It's specifically an anti-Peloponnesian war play. Lysistrata, the main character, has this big speech where at the end she says, Greeks, dummies, stop fighting each other because there are the barbarians, the non-Greeks, right around us that are just waiting for us to like wear each other out and then they're going to come and invade. And so everybody says, like, look at this anti-war play. And it's like, well, that's only part of it. It's specifically anti-Peloponnesian war play. Lysistrata, the main character, is not this, like, proto-feminist pacifist icon. She's saying, she's saying like, get your ass in gear so we can protect ourselves from, like, other, other threats. But yet that piece gets missed all the time. And, like, modern restagings modern productions of lysistrata on their poster invariably have the slogan make love not war from from the vietnam war yeah yeah. and it's important it's important to understand so to 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 at least kind of wrap up my my rant on on the lysistrata so last summer i i adapted my own i uh, adapted slash translated because that's a whole other like What's adaptation? What's translation? Can you translate without adapting? Anyway, anyway, long story short, I I read all of the Lysistrata in Greek. I read a couple versions of it. I read like twelve English translations of it. I made my own oh. English. I made my own English translation of it. So I know what the hell I'm talking about. I can cite you exactly the lines where she where Lysistrata, the main character, would never wear like a pink pussy hat. She would never do that. <laughs> In fact, in my what in my like ideals, and not only did I translate and uh, adapt this thing, but I also even like directed. I, I, I like did a little kind of like lab experimental theater run with it. Yeah. And there's a scene where uh, Lysistrata gets all of the other uh, women from from Greece, from Sparta, from Thebes, um, from Corinth, all these other places, and they make their plan to do the sex strike, right? And then the other women go away. And uh, at about the same time, here's this like Athenian official who's like, all right, what's all this then? What's all this like rioting I'm here about? And in my sort of like stage version what's of it. What's this pussy riot? Yeah, what's, what's this pussy? Oh, I like that. And so, and so in my stage version, uh, he was wearing this, this government official in Athens. He was wearing a red baseball cap with white lettering. And I still, <laughs> and, okay. and. And I still have it. This is one of my favorite props. And his hat says, make Athens great again. Because that is because awesome. that because that is supported in the text. He's very much a pro-Athens guy. Yes. And in my, my, in, in my ideal uh, stage production where I had money to buy lots of hats so I can do this, um, so the, the, the councilman and Lysistrata get in an argument and she wins. She has a better argument. And so she defeats this guy. And ideally, Lysistrata would take off this make Athens great again hat, cross out the Athens part 
write in Greece, make Greece great again, and then wear it herself. Because that's her argument. Her argument is, hey, we need to like take care of ourselves and we need to like stop fighting because we all have the same culture. We all like fought at the same battles. We all have the same gods. So, so that's her message. Not the, not the pink pussy hat. And, and, and again, like if ever I get the chance to come back to this project, I, that's one thing I definitely want to say. Cause it's like, we have this, we have this idea of her being, yeah, this like proto feminist character who's yeah, just like, no, like fight war is bad. And I just want to explore mm-hmm. my sexuality. War. And it's or like no, bad. that's not, yeah, sex good, <laughs> right? And and if anything, yeah, if if anything, um, yeah, she she would be like, she would be almost like the clo- the the closer equivalent would be like her being like almost like a evangelical like Republican, because like she because because she's she's all about like, come on now. We can do better than this. So, like, that's that's why I take particular umbrage with uh, Alyssa Milano coming in here and being like, no, we need to stop this thing with Lissa Strata. It's like, you, you haven't done the reading. You haven't done the research. You have no idea what you're talking about. And everybody's calling you out for it. People on the right, people on the left, people nowhere on the spectrum. Everyone's saying, like, you're an idiot. You're, you're like, any room for, like, critique in a good way saying like, well, yeah, I really liked this, this aspect of it. And I thought this was kind of cool, but then also this thing I'm I'm still kind of confused about even that, like you can't hold both good and bad opinions about something at the same time. It has to be either, yeah, you're on our team or no, you're on, you're on their team. And that's also super frustrating. Exactly. Exactly. I, I don't like absolutes. I like the light nuance and and complexity. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, tonight I just wanted to, like, kind of, I don't know, not easier, not gentler, but yeah, I wanted your take on some stuff, you know? Yeah. And you get to, I, think, I, I think we got it. I got to uh, open my own Pandora's box of sorts and, like, kind of kind of get fired up about some things. <laughs> and I like getting fired up. I Yeah. I call it horned up for mayhem. <laughs> where, like, I get to a point... And I just want to be destructive or aggressive mm-hmm. or whatever, yeah. like whatever the cause is. Like, ooh, let's back it. Yeah. If yeah. If nothing else, Mark, we are uh, generating some really good phrases for our merch. Whenever we actually get to the part with merch, and horned up for mayhem is going to be like our top seller. Dude, if no, if we can like make horned up for mayhem a mantra, I am ooh baby. I could probably translate that to Greek. No, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm, Even yeah. without getting too inside baseball, um, Rocky Ford cantaloupes are a thing. Yes, they and are a thing. I just keep like dumping them into this thing that I call Mount Cantaloupe. We go through forty-five <laughs> cases of cantaloupes a day. I think we're leading the district in cantaloupe sales, but goddamn it, Mount Cantaloupe is strong and it is pert and it is there, and you will. Fucking respect Mount Cantaloupe. <laughs> like, that is oh, amazing. like if I can't get horned up for anything, I am horned up for Mount Cantaloupe. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Like, that is my child. That is my baby. I love it. And every day, like, and it, it's even cool. Like, you know, um, reasonable shrink is like 9 to 18 melons a day. 
Okay. We're averaging like one to three a day. Holy, holy shit, man. And it's literally, dude, I am like pouring my essence into Mount Cantaloupe. You like, should get a bonus for that. No, I shouldn't. No, <laughs> but to do a thing and expect recognition and virtue from it is to negate the thing you yep. have done. Nope. I want to make Mount Cantaloupe my fucking, like, that's what it is. It's there. <laughs> People will remember it for years. It is my gigantic, like, 45 cases of cantaloupe at a time. It is, oh, it's insane. Like, then on oh, the outskirts of Alamosa. My name is Ozzyman Diaz, the king of cantaloupes. Yeah, Look on... upon my cantaloupes, you mighty and despair. I, oh, I love it. Like, uh, on 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 the city limits of Alamosa, one day there will be a bronze, um, yeah, like a bronze statue that like glistens off of the Colorado sunlight. It'll, yeah, it'll be me just holding cantaloupes. Look upon With, like, the cantaloupes, and it's like the weird like Buddhist Ashara beards, where like there's like the hovering beads of cantaloupes about me. And yeah, it's fine because <laughs> I am Mark, the god of cantaloupe. <laughs> Just because two lesbian melons can't get married in Utah doesn't mean they can't elope. Ooh, ooh. Anyway, we've we've gone over time. No, this is I, great. Nah, cantaloupes and Greek and magic. It's yeah. Time is a flat circle, and flat we're horned circle. up for mayhem. We're horned up for mayhem. We're horned up for. Oh man, that's our that's our catchphrase. Horned up for that's mayhem. That's it. Yeah, the very first thing that's yeah. coming out on coffee mugs on T-shirts. Don't get me started, dude. It's gonna women's happen. underwear. Yeah, exactly. And men's, and men's, and men's. Everybody, no, everyone. No, if you can't be horned up for mayhem, you're not doing your job as a human. Yeah, you're a coward exactly. and you're weak, and you need to give up the ghost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right on. Perfect. Well, I think that's just about as good of a spot as any to to bring this I, to bring this latest oh, installment to yeah. a close. Oh, so yeah, baby. I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight because I'm already horned up for mayhem, but somehow I'll, I'll find a way. I got three beers still. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a car over. It's gonna happen. <laughs> and then just plant plant some uh, cantaloupes. The uh, the raccoons are becoming a problem down here. Mm. I'm gonna go punch a raccoon. I think. Yeah. Show it its place. Yeah. Show it its place. Up. It's what's up. <laughs> Perfect. Well, gentle listeners, I I just hope that one day my my prayer for you one day and maybe that day is even today. That you find the one thing that you can get horned up for mayhem. And then just use that to be your guiding light. A shining beacon and an example for others. Get horned up for it. Find it. Understand it. Hold it. Keep it close to you. Because that is what will drive you. That is what will drive us. Be horny for mayhem. I'm a wizard. (laughs) I'm a wizard. Are you horny for mayhem? Because I am. Ooh. Rock hard. Go get it. I'm turgid. (laughs) Good night, guys. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all!